talking about the therapeutic power of touch this time around. However, in light of the protests and the increasing light being shown on the systemic racism within the police force, I've decided to create a very different episode. Besides, who wants to hear about how great touch is when we're all still stuck in our houses? Since I know a lot of us feel helpless in light of the protests and wonder if we have to go be in a crowd, get tear gassed, or punch a window out to be part of the revolution, first, let me say no, you don't. I've heard it said that a revolution is a highway with many lanes, and only one is physically protesting. So find your lane, put your foot on the gas, and push that pedal to the ground. To help with that lane finding, I'm going to read some excerpts from an article called 75 Things White People Can Do for Racial Justice, written by Corinne Shudak for Medium.com. While Medium.com is a platform for self-publishing and is therefore not necessarily itself an authority, the items listed in Ms. Shudak's article are all simple, actionable, and necessary. You can find the link for the full text in the episode description, or just do like I did and Google the name of the article. If you're wondering how to help your fellow human using the privilege your skin tone offers you, here are a few suggestions that may help you find your lane. In reference to June 19th, or Juneteenth, I'm going to present 19 of the suggestions listed in the article referenced. For those that are unfamiliar, Juneteenth commemorates June 19, 1865, when a Union general read federal orders in Galveston, Texas, that all previously enslaved people in Texas were free. It is a huge deal and a huge celebration for black people to this day. For reference, I've included a link to a really informative article about Juneteenth and its significance. So moving into what you can do in no particular order, um, if you hear me referencing something that sounds like it should be a link, said link will be in the episode description as well. So here we go. Number one, Google whether your city or town currently employs evidence-based police de-escalation trainings. The racial makeup of your town doesn't matter. This needs to be standard everywhere. Write to your city or town government representative and the police chief and advocate for it. You can multiply your voice by soliciting others to advocate as well, writing on social media about it, writing op-eds, and so on. Number two, more and more stories of black folks encountering racism are being documented and shared through social media, whether it's at a hotel, with the police, in a coffee shop, at a school, etc. When you see such a post, call the organization, company, or institution involved to tell them how upset you are. Then, share the post along with the institution's contact information, spreading the word about what happened and encouraging others to contact the institution as well. Whether the company initiated the event or failed to protect a person of color during an onslaught by a third party, they need to hear from us. Quick note, if you hear me say POC, it refers to person or people of color. Number three, 
If you or your friend is an educator, buy said friend books that feature POC as protagonists and heroes, no matter the racial makeup of the class. A few good lists are here, 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 and here. Those links will be provided in the episode description. And or purchase educational toys that feature POC, such as finger puppets, black history flashcards, etc. for their classroom. Use these items year-round, not just in February. The racial makeup of the students doesn't matter. Kids of every race need to know American history and be exposed to people from different races, religions, and countries. If the friend is interested, buy them for your pal's classroom. Don't be shy to ask Facebook friends that you haven't actually talked to in 10 years. Number four, work on ensuring that black educators are hired where black children are being taught. If you want to know more about why and how this makes a difference for black children, check out this episode of Malcolm Gladwell's podcast, also provided in the episode description. There are some really good nuggets in there about how schools can support the achievement of black students. From ensuring that black students aren't closed out of gifted programs by using test results instead of white teachers' recommendations, to the influence that having a black teacher has on a black student's education, to the importance of fostering a school ethos wherein black students think, this school is here for me. Number five, donate to anti-white supremacy work such as your local Black Lives Matter chapter, the National Council for the Incarcerated and Formerly Incarcerated Women and Girls, the NAACP, the Southern Poverty Law Center, the United Negro College Fund, Black Youth Project 100, Color of Change, the Sentencing Project, Families Against Mandatory Minimums, A New Way of Life, Equal Justice Initiative, and the Dream Defenders, to name a few. Join some of these listservs and take action as their emails dictate. Number six, support black businesses. Find them on We Buy Black, The Black Wallet, and Official Black Wall Street. Slight editorial note, if you're in Philly, Detroit, or Atlanta, you can consider using the Black and Mobile app. It's like Grubhub, but the service is black-owned and exclusively delivers from black-owned businesses. Close editorial note. Number seven. Call or write to state legislators, federal legislators, and your governor to end solitary confinement in excess of 15 days. It is considered torture by the UN, and it is used more frequently on Black and Hispanic prisoners. For more information on solitary, two good overviews can be found here and here. Again, provided in the episode description. Number eight. Buy books, choose TV shows and movies, and opt for toys for your kids, nieces, nephews, etc. that show people from different races, religions, and countries, and that teach real American history. A few ideas, the books, toys, and flashcards from number three. Number nine, listen without ego or defensiveness to people of color. Truly listen. Don't scroll past articles written by people of color. Read them. Number 10, don't be silent about that racist joke. Silence is support. Number 11, recognize that in the same way saying slavery is a necessary evil, Thomas Jefferson's words, was acceptable by many in 1820, the same way saying separate but equal, it was acceptable by many in 1940, 
Choosing not to condemn white nationalism, the fact that black people are 2.7 times more likely to be killed by police than white people, the fact that unarmed black Americans are roughly five times as likely as unarmed white Americans to be shot and killed by the police officer, the fact that black imprisonment rates for drug offenses is about 5.8 times higher than it is for whites, these are all acts of overt racism in 2020. Number 12, donate to groups that are working to put women of color into elected office to get out the vote and to restore voting rights to disenfranchised voters. Number 13, when people say that Black Lives Matter is a violent slash terrorist group, explain to them that there are fringe groups that are being misrepresented as part of BLM. If conservatives don't want to be lumped in with the KKK, they can't lump violent protesters in with BLM. Number 14, stop shopping at Amazon and Whole Foods. They advertise on, that is to say, fund white supremacist media. Number 15, be honest about our history. One genocide, another genocide, then apartheid. It sucks, but it's true. We'll never be free from our history unless we're honest about it. Denial is our pathology, but the truth will set us free. Number 16, if you have a close relationship with a young person of color, make sure they know how much you love them. Love and affirm that child. Number 17, write to your city or town government representative to replace Columbus Day with Indigenous Peoples Day like these cities did. Again, the link is included in the description. Number 18, talk to the white people you know who aren't clearly upset by white supremacy. Use I statements and I care messages. I feel X when you Y. They need to know you see a problem. Call them out and call them in. For, for people you know who have been radicalized by Fox News and other nationalist, not conservative, media, who've been so pummeled with the fear and hatred of the other that they've become ISIS-like towards others, how can you and other family and friends guide them through conversation to show them that their actions are now in direct contrast with the values they feign to purport? Number 19. A wise former teacher once said, the question isn't, was the act racist or not? The question is, how much racism was in play? So maybe racism was 3% of the motivation, or 30 or 95%. Interrogate the question, how much racism was in play as you think about an incident? Share this idea with people in your life when they ask, was that racist? This obviously doesn't end the list of things that white people should be doing to support black people, but it is a great start. I've mentioned several times before, Check the episode description to find a link to the original article that I'm referencing, as well as the links found within. Just to end, in case it wasn't clear, this podcast supports Black Lives Matter. If your instinct is to think, well, all lives matter, I encourage you to take time to think about why that's your response. One of my favorite analogies is this. Imagine you're at a dinner table and there are 12 people near you. Imagine all 12 people got food, except you. Now, you speak up. Hey, uh, I need some food? And everyone around you says, yeah, I know, but everyone needs food. And you shout, but I don't have any food! And everybody says, I know, dear, hush, everyone needs food. Stop being so selfish. Stop causing a scene. They say, 
while they all eat as you go hungry. You're not denying that everyone needs food, but everyone else has food and you're starving. Or imagine a house on your block is on fire, being destroyed. The fire department shows up and pours water on the house that's in trouble, and some random homeowner from down the road comes down screaming, All houses matter! Of course, but only one of them is on fire, you absolute obtuse nonsense monster. Just to close up, I in this podcast hold that Black Lives Matter is just the bare minimum. Yes, Black Lives Matter. Black lives inspire creativity. Black lives inspire joy and are joyful. Black lives challenge. Black lives create. Black lives teach. Black lives are sacred. Black lives deserve protection. Black lives should be shielded from predators. Black lives matter. Period.